human race is divided in two distinct sexes, male and female. While the typical man is a simple creature, there exists a subgroup, the nice guy, a dying breed of chivalrous, romantic, domesticated gentlemen whose qualities are desired by the opposite sex, allegedly. However, they are dismissed and confined in such concepts as the bestie, work husband, and the dreaded friend zone. Joe, Jason, and Manny are the last of the nice guys. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Last of the Nice Guys podcast. I'm clearly your new main host, Jason, and with me is my co-host, also main host, but co-host, but we're equals and we're partners, possibly. Equality is king. Hmm. Manny is here, hmm. and we're ready to get into a new episode of this podcast. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing because without without friggin' um, Joe, uh, this is stupid. The intros, the intros are funnier when he does it because he's he's an idiot, <laughs> you know. Or we go, hey. I mean, if we want to do that. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to uh, another sporadic episode of Last of the Nice Guys. I promise, guys, we're going to get back into, into a schedule once, you know, everybody's life settles. Uh, this episode actually is um, about how my life has changed. And uh, so let's get into it. Uh, today's topic is a father's tale, a dream deferred. So. Full disclosure. I had a drastic career pivot. I had a job. Now I have a career. I'm filing into, into digital media. I've made that step. And it was 18 years in coming. I mean, and more so. It was a huge step. It was a huge gamble, a huge risk to leave a job that I worked at my entire adult life. I want to make it very clear. Where I was before is the only adult job I've ever had in my entire life. 18 years. Started there at 20. I left at 38. So the fear was palpable, but the hunger for change was more. And my kids are at the age now where I could take this risk and not be concerned. Here's what, here's the thing, why I call it a dream deferred. That's the reason why I had myself stuck at a miserable job. Not where I just left. The the department that I just left was a vacation, but I was only there for a year and a half out of the 18 years. The other 16 and a half years, for the most part, the vast majority of it, I was miserable there, but it was paying, it, it gave me coin. It allowed me to raise my boys. It gave me the paycheck. And I had opportunities, you know, to change, to, to jump in, to take a risk. And I couldn't do it because my father, I got responsibilities and the fear of it not working out and the impact it would have on my kids would, um, is it kept me at a steady job. You know, and hoping, of course, they'd recognize me and, and make me go forward. So why why am I discussing this now that I've moved on to something bigger, much bigger and better? I work from home, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's because I look at my my peers. I look at uh, Manny. I look at Joe. Manny and Joe both have younger kids, vastly younger, significantly younger than, than, than my kids. 
And both of them, as you guys have known, they took chances. One for one for peace of mind and one for for an opportunity. With younger kids, they had enough wherewithal and enough and enough uh, um, security or enough courage to do it because they knew that that the opportunity that they were taking was, was good for them to better them and in turn better their kids. They weren't shackled by fear, kind of like how I was. I'm not putting myself down. I'm just recognizing that I had to wait until I was super comfortable with my kids being a certain age to finally say, all right, I'm leaving, thus leaving me miserable for a vast majority of my, uh, for my entire life. So that's why I say a dream deferred. I was doing the right thing by my kids, but not doing the right thing by me. And doing the right thing by you is ultimately doing the right thing by your kids as long as you're involved. So that's what I wanted to discuss with my, my main man, Manny, who, you know, you guys have had, had an idea of it took a chance for peace of mind to, to also be there for his children and, and you know, and, and to be present for his children. I want to talk about that today with you, Manny. So where did the courage uh, come from? <laughs> well, being uh, a young parent, mm-hmm. um, I, I pretty much I was, forced into my adulthood pretty early on in life. Um, I mean, as soon as I was given my diploma a month later, I had a child, a whole nother life, a whole nother person to take care of. So, I mean, it it, it was a different economy back then. Um, Jobs were different. Everything was different back then. Everything was a lot cheaper. Um, We're talking 21 years ago. Yeah. So, but that, put me in a mind yeah that put me in a different mindset 21 years ago like you know i have to you know it's just not about me anymore let's just you know work get things done and and figure figure it out as a go because you know it's as they say parenting doesn't come with a with a solid foundational book you know you can have there's there's tips there's helps you know books that help you give you advice or whatever but nothing is perfect if you follow a book to the letter that doesn't mean you're going to be the perfect parent because Mm -hmm. every child every experience is different and if it's not in the book what do you do you know so you kind of just kind of have to figure it out as you go and i learned early on in life like you know everything matters when it comes to your you know your mental stability even though 21 years ago it wasn't a factor that was spoken about very often, you know, like it is now. So I was just trying to figure it out back then. Now with the girls, you know, it like, like, like I've always said, the coronavirus has shown and opened a whole new avenue and of doors when it comes to mental stability and mental health. And you know, a lot of people understand that now, you know, and given given what has happened in the past two to three years, mm-hmm. you know, uh, n- no one, no one is it, everybody has realized that they are now in a position to demand more from life, from from work, from just everything in general, even relationships and my courage to make a decision that hurt me financially, but prepared me 
um, for a different career change. Um, you know, it, it just, I just did it. I made, I made the leap of faith. I knew, you know, I'm not a dummy. I know what I'm worth um, as a, as an employee, as, as, as a father, as a person. And I made it knowing that something was going to happen. Something was going to change. You know, I know I'm not going to be hurting for a long time, you know, even though it was longer than expected, but nothing ever goes as expected anyways. Um, you know, so I did what I had to do to make ends meet. You know, I was working on street corners on us one mm-hmm. and, you know, doing, doing some shady stuff. I saw that. Right? Um, yeah, you were, you picked me up one time. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, as a parent, you realize, especially nowadays, it's like, you know, we as a a group of people, as a race of people, and when I say race, I mean just the general human race, Mm -hmm. we have learned in the past couple of years that, you know, the American dream that we were all fed and force fed when we were younger is not what it is. Um, So you have to make it what you want it to be um ergo where i was i had a job i was making a ton of money comfortable living comfortably didn't have to worry about paying bills didn't have to worry about anything of the sort um but my mental stability was just it was tested constantly daily well let's speak to that let's speak to that because that's what i'm saying is you were you were comfortable you 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 were you know financially super stable and right and you had, tell me, tell me, you don't have to go into too much detail, but tell me, you know, what, what, when did you know it was time to take this risk? This is what it was. That's not mince words. You, you, you took a risk, but you took a risk for, for, for a good reason. Something I could never have done. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't, I thought about what you did, right? I thought about my, my mental health and, I knew I couldn't do that. I, I And I never did, which is why I stayed where I stayed, you know what I'm saying? And why only after what I have one adult and one on a cost of adulthood, I can be like, all right, now I can, now maybe I can take it. Even then I kind of hesitated because I I was literally, I was literally going to wait until there were both legal adults before I tried to reinvest in myself and take a risk for myself. Risk that I would have taken had I not had kids. So what I'm trying to say, speak on, how did you come to that conclusion where did that courage come from when you knew that this decision wasn't just affecting you, it was going to temporarily affect your kids on a different way as you're trying to rectify a different situation with them? Well, uh, I mean, obviously there was a a breaking point for me that finally pushed me over the edge to make the decision and just do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, as as somebody who was a young parent and and a young father and, and all this stuff, I wasn't the the situation that that pushed me over the the or the situation that pushed me overboard was you know it it put me in a in in a in a mind frame to make a choice either quit my job entirely walk Mm -hmm. away from the company and not make any money Mm -hmm. or take a transfer and you know take a pay cut but with that pay cut comes with a ton of mental stability Mm -hmm. And it gave me a lot of mental clarity, gave me a lot of time 
to spend more time with my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, The hours normalized. um, So I was able to spend more time with my kids. And it also gave me the ability to do other things to make, you know, to to fill that gap financially. Mm -hmm. Because the other position that I was originally at where I was making a ton of money, it was my schedule fluctuated. Normally it was in the middle of the day, but if there was a call out earlier in the morning or at night, I moved, you know, and it annoyed me because I would make plans ahead of time, you know, based on the schedule that's posted. Mm-hmm. And then to come to find out, oh, we need you to come in earlier. We need you to stay later. We need you to, we have to change your whole life. And cause that's the business. And no, that's not the business because the business will operate whether or not I'm here. And that's how I always express myself, because if I had a car accident and I couldn't make it into work, are you guys going to close down? No, you're going to keep it moving. So why do I have to change what I plan and what I have going on in my personal life for the sake of the business? The business can honestly go through themselves. I'm a businessman. I've, I've, I'm a corporate man. I get it. I understand the, 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 the terminology, which is why I didn't go back into management. But at the same time, my family comes first. You know, my kids come first and that would far, far more exceed any situation, any expectation for anybody. I do not care. I can go to any job and tell them in an interview before we start talking. I just need you to understand I am a father first. I am not an employee first. I am a father first. And if you don't like that, I do not care. Let's continue. (laughs) You know, that's just that's just how I am. And that's that's what pushed me to make that decision and give me the courage to do so, because Mm -hmm. I'm doing it not just for me. I'm doing it for my children. You know, um, you know, they're at an age to be clear. But to be clear, when you took the financial hit to for your for your for your mental stability and to be there and to be present for your children, you didn't have a concrete plan to fill the gap. No, um, exactly. And 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 that's 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 what I mean by the courage. And that's that's where the fear comes in and everything. And yeah, and I get it. But you still did it, though. But you still did it. Right. So I'm trying to understand where we're going. I'm you did it and where where I could not. I'm I'm the same way. I don't like doing anything without like test taking and stuff like that. Just Mm -hmm. randomly put that out there. I don't like knowing what I'm going in or I don't like not knowing what I'm going into. Mm -hmm. I do the same thing with life. But <clears throat> having said that, um, I, I it, it was at that moment, it was a decision because I, I took that mental stress home. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that right there was, do I want to keep doing this? Do I want to keep you know, coming into work and dreading, you know, that dread, you oh drive up, you're just, 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 just the idea of going to the job and you're just being like, on flashbacks, being on flashbacks. right. <laughs> you wake up, you're like, ah, oh, it's a beautiful day. Oh, fuck my life. I have to go to work. I have to go to that place. You're talking to a man that used to park <clears throat> across the street from his job and he would sit there on the wheel for minutes, just staring off into space. Yeah. One time a patient it. caught me one day because I, I was, I was like one of the first ones in the building and I'd be the first one everybody saw and they walked in and the guy walked to me and said, my man, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Next to the line. He's like, no, cause I, I said, I saw you behind the, the gas station. You just were just standing, sitting there staring off into space. Like you were, he's like, you were like, a, like, like slug. I thought, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, mm-hmm. this is- 
as I'm willing myself to get out of the car yeah. to take the five minute walk because I chose not to park on site because I needed that five minutes to woosaw myself into it. Right. And, and I this, told him, yeah. That's like, yeah, exactly, that, that's exactly like that feeling right there. If anybody, <clears throat> and I'm and anybody is listening to this, if that's a feeling that you're dealing with, all right, I'm the next Dr. Manny. Um <laughs> that, next Dr. Manny. That that is work. <laughs> that is something that you have to change mm-hmm. because you that that moment you are a miserable person. Mm-hmm. Your day, and, and I believe this to the fullest. I watched a I watched something the other day. How you wake up and how you start your day mm-hmm. will ultimately carry out your day throughout your day. So if you wake up with a positive attitude or a positive mentality, your whole day will be like that. Yeah, things will happen throughout the day, mm-hmm. but because you're in a positive mindset, you can overcome that. And that's pretty much all it is. It's a mind over matter type situation. Mm-hmm. So if you start your day going to work miserable with the idea that you're or just you wake up to the idea of being wake, miserable wake up. i used to work. wake up i used to wake up on sundays pissed because the next day was monday right I that idea up, right there sunday at eight nine o'clock in the morning, i'd wake up in a foul mood because i knew the next day the next day yeah night. it was so bad it bled over to the previous morning at one point yeah yeah and that right there and and how how did how were you able to conduct yourself that Sunday with that idea yeah. planted in your head. Yeah, absolutely. You were you were semi-miserable the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you laughed, you clowned around, but that 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 thought was in yeah, the back of your head. Yeah. It stayed there. You know, and and I and and I express this wholeheartedly. If that is how you feel and that is how you live your life, you have to change it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you find a, a different avenue of work or a different job or you quit your job, whatever the that's you that mental stability is important. Cause like I said, I would take that stress home. Right. And it is tiring. It drains you mentally. And then your kids who haven't seen you all day, if you have children, your significant other, your dog, animal, whatever, they haven't seen you all day. They're just super excited to see you. Oh, yeah, you're home, you're home, you're home. And you're just like, I can't. I'm I'm just I can't, you know, <clears throat> and that reflects on you, you know, and I started seeing that happening. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't, you know, mm-hmm. my kids have nothing to do with this. Why am I bringing this to them? It's not their fault. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just happy to see daddy at home. Let me bring that happiness mm-hmm. to them back. So that's what I said. Do I want to continue making mm-hmm. decent money, but bringing stress home mm-hmm. or take a pay cut and be happy with my children? And that was what brought me the courage and made that decision. Again, knowing that, the pay cut wouldn't hurt me forever. Right. It hurt. Let me tell you, it fucking hurt, but I had to do it. And now my relationship with my girls is so much stronger because Mm -hmm. I don't have that mental stress. I'm not fighting myself to be happy anymore. I'm just happy when you have to fight yourself to overcome misery and Mm -hmm. sadness you're never going to win because you're 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 that feeling that void is so much stronger because you you've allowed it to just grow and that's that's just i couldn't do that anymore right. you know and i i i took you know i i took the leap of faith and it worked out to my benefit mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's not perfect no of course but not 
it begins a brand new framework. And that's mm-hmm. the, another thing that I want to express. Don't be afraid to start something new. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to try Like, I don't want to, I don't want to start a new job because I got to start all over again and blah, blah, blah. And, um, what do you call it? Uh, seniority and PTO mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Like, don't be afraid of that. Just do it because you never know what is going to be better for you until you actually start. And that's why I took the leap of faith. I did it. Um, my new manager is happy as hell with me. Mm-hmm. He gives me anything I ask for, which is crazy. He'll tell whatever you want to do, Manny, go ahead. And I'm like, you're, you're, you're my manager. Yep. It's all right. Yep. Don't worry about it. You, yep. I know you, you're going to be fine. And I'm just like, yep. okay, but I still do what I, I don't take advantage of that. And that's, that's something else that I took with me when I was even a kid. Mm-hmm. When I first moved here from New York, I had a very rough household living with my father back in New York. I came here living with my mom and my mom was like, you're free. Go do what you want to go do. You're free. You you mean I I can go outside and play with the kids? Yeah, go ahead. Have fun. Are you sure? (laughs) and that there was like i don't want to abuse this freedom that my mother's giving me because i never had it growing up so it's Mm -hmm. like i want to do the very best that i can to maintain but not not everybody's like that some people they 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 act a fool they they lose it they 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 go drunk with power like oh my god and take advantage of it you know because it's it's like it's like what you're saying makes sense because it's like what i said and i said this on many episodes in the past you know i said that had i gone to court you know with with my kids mom and ironed out all the issues early on it would have solved so many problems why because you had a playbook you know and i wish it took it took what a decade probably a little more you know before it happened and then things slowly had to get better because there was no more no more fighting because you have a playbook same thing had i taken this a chance earlier because here's the thing, the job that I was stuck at for 18 years, it was recommended by her. I have to be, I have to be you know, full disclosure. I was a, a part-time DJ. I was working at a, um, where was I working? Something else. I was doing like 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 two two jobs, two, like, you know, a DJ and a little odd job here. I think it was a PM Baker. And she told me, you need to get a real job. Okay. I said, you need to apply for this healthcare location. Well, okay. I applied. I got the job, you know, and I was, you know, for, for, and I say this, I don't say this to, 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 you know, to belittle the place, but I was stuck. I actually just did my, I did, this, what actually is um, inspiring this episode is that they sent me an exit interview. I had to do my exit interview with them. And I was, re, I was, they were asking certain questions and I said, you know what, let me, let me answer these things honestly. And that's when I realized, you know, I was, I was, I was stuck. I, I, you know what I'm saying? I was literally stuck. And, and let me actually read this. Um, it says, which items below contributed to your decision to leave X healthcare system? I said, I, first thing I said is there's no advancement, mentorship or promotion opportunities at this, at this particular department that I was in. And after 16 years working there, I was still in, in an entry level position it was after being passed over for an internal supervisor position that led to a horizontal transfer 
after 14 transfer attempts, okay, to the private offices to pretty much start all over again. And in a brand new in a brand new entry level position again. I said it boggles my mind how an employee as loyal as I was with the intellect and the potential I had outlasted nine practice managers only to be, for lack of a better word, trapped at a front desk. Mm-hmm. That's what I wrote. Yes, I was trapped there, but I was trapped by both their internal, you know, inability to, to see my potential, but my inability to really move on. It took me 16 years to finally try to transfer out of that department because of the same fear and start over again. And from there, and then an opportunity presented itself to leave. This is not the first one. And I, I finally just took it. But I took it because I knew, I said, oh, the one's 18, you can drive. This one's 17, he's almost there. That's really the reason why. You know, my, my mother says nothing before it's time. True. But I'm a huge part of the reason why my dream was deferred. There's, not, there's no, there is no coincidence that I earned a degree around this time. I'm in a Bachelor of Science program around this time. I got myself a, a brand new career around the exact, this is all happening this around the same time because yeah. the fear lifted because my, 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 my offspring reached an, uh, uh, an arbitrary line in the sand or age barrier that allowed me to start reinvesting in me. But then let's, let's pivot to, and I wish he was here to discuss this pivot to Joe. Joe's kids again, kid is, I guess, much younger than mine. And even was even younger when he made the decision to relocate. And we actually had this episode in the very beginning about relocation and he, cause he, he had it in his head. He wanted to relocate. He was pursuing law enforcement. He was going to go where he needed to do, go where he needed to go to pursue this. And he left, you know, I mean, of course he, you know, asked his child what he want to do. And his child said, you know, uh, no, I want to stay there and finish finish up there. And he, but he left and said, okay, I'll come back and see you. I've always got your back. You can call me and send you money, whatever it was. I looked at that decision and I admired it, but I said, I could never do that. Yeah, that's big. I could never do that. That's big. You pick up your whole life, your whole life, another location. That's whole big. Location for, a, for a real opportunity, <laughs> for a dream. And for whatever reason, you leave your offspring where they are because either they, they didn't want to follow, which is fine. That is some like I've told him. I said, "Man, you did something that I couldn't even change change jobs <laughs> in the same zip code. Same, in the same zip code. <laughs> you went and you relocated for the right opportunity that's bettering you, following your dreams while still honoring your father commitment, but from a distance. You're you know, and that's huge. Mm-hmm. I didn't even want to be a father when I first had kids, and I still could have moved back to New York." And I had the opportunity. Oh, well, I'm out of I'm out of school because you know shit shit sucks. I have you know a crappy job here and you know, oh my god, I don't want to be a father. I still couldn't leave. And he could do it in, in the in the prime area, you know, and he's leaving, you know, with with you know, of course, with his with his mom, and but then you know, of course, he has his issues with his kids' mom, and he's like, that's another reason I could never leave my boys to, to, to be at the whim of their mother. You know, because, you know, good person or bad person, I've always felt she's never made the right decision for our kids. That's just my opinion. So for him, and, and he feels the exact same way, if not more. And he still took, took, took the jump, took the leap. 
And I, I, I admire that, you know, and it's, it's crazy to think. And it's, and, and, you know, and it's saying, just like with you, the decision he made had a speed bumps, you know, huge speed bumps, like, like, like really bad speed bumps. And, but he weathered it and he, he and he went through. So, you know, and again, I'm not, again, putting myself down. I'm admiring my peers because they did what I could not do. Because I think about it. I think about what you did. I think about what Joe did. And I said, how much better would my life have potentially have been had I took a leap of faith, had I tried to, to walk away from this miserable job? Because I was only happy at that place for what? Maybe five, six years. Out of the 16 at that one location, it was 18 years total. But a whole decade or more, I was miserable it went down and down and down and down i had opportunities you know there were there were chances i could have taken and i was looking i'm not one of those people who's complaining i hate my job and didn't do anything i took internships i went to school off and on i applied for the jobs i i i I, you know did my own my own personal business I i tried i'm not one of those people that just complained and did nothing i did everything just short of of quitting or relocating to try and better my situation when I was stuck at this at this place. And but it had to be the right. I mean, basically, it had to be at that time, damn near perfect. It had to be the most perfect opportunity for me to have done it because I had I had um responsibilities. I was afraid. And I and, and me personally, I could not rely upon their mother to pick up any slack that might have happened if I took a risk. Or if she did, that I wouldn't suffer some kind of consequence. Fear is what is what kept me stuck. And I'm I'm and I'm I'm throwing this out there because people need to know that 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 fear is real. Mm-hmm. And it, it is like it's not even quicksand, it's cement, it's quick dry cement. And it will time will fly. I can't believe it took me 18 years to finally pivot into digital media. 18 years. And this is not the first digital media opportunity that I was offered. But the others either weren't conclusive, they weren't, there was too much questions, the schedule wasn't right, and I found any excuse, and I would let it go. And it's unfortunate. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a, a, some people are, are dream deferred, some people are late bloomers. I'm a really late dream deferred bloomer, but I'm there. You know what I'm saying? I, I recognize I'm very happy that I finally made, made it there. But I had to throw this out there because we have people that listen to us and they're going through this thing. There are different stages. And we only tangentially talked about it with you and with, with, with Joe, but I had to discuss it like real, like real fear. Fear is, can, can make you catatonic. And guess what? Fear begets fear, begets fear, begets fear. And believe it or not, you become codependent on fear. Yep. I, I, I mean, listen, I'm, am I, am I, am I psychologically analyzing myself these days? Yes. Because as proud as I am that I made this leap and found, believe it or not, greener grass that I could even have possibly thought of. I'm realizing that had I let go just a little bit of the fear, a little bit of the issues, you know. I might have been I might have been able to shift this over earlier in my life. And that's what I'm saying. So um, I mean, we have to wrap this up. It's only gonna be a quick episode. And I just wanted to say, um, and I'll, I'll do my final thoughts before man Manny does. Don't let fear, and it's funny because I actually had 
um, an intro to speech something class, and I did a, a, a speech on fear. I wish I had that quote. Don't let fear prevent you from, from taking risk and trying to move on. Take the leap of faith. If you have to prepare a foundation to make sure you have the opportunity, but do it because you time flies. Time flies when you're having fun, but time flies even faster when you're stuck in fear. And you'll and then you will wake up and you'll you'll have lived an unfulfilled life. Yep. Why? Because of a baby mama, because of a bad job, because of because of fear, because of because of of, of um hypersensitivity to being a parent. It's all good things. But when it's, but even positive things can hold you back. And I was doing the right thing by making sure I didn't take an opportunity that was that was not going to be perfect, but I also held myself back. And that's how people get midlife crises. This is how they have regrets. You don't want to live a life of regret. Final thoughts, Maddie. So as Jason said, <clears throat> you know, you don't want to let fear keep you from doing moving forward because this is how I look at it. You'll never know what your true potential in anything is until you take a risk. The number one factor when it comes to success is failure. Any business person that is successful, any successful person will tell you they failed several times before they succeeded. Of course. Because that is a part of the rotation. So do not let fear or the feel of failure keep you anywhere because you have to fail first before you succeed. Nobody succeeds is, the first time. No one does. It's like, I mean, it's like, some it's people like are lucky. The, no, Don't get me wrong. Lucky. Some people are lucky. They're super lucky. Affinity. Some people have an affinity, but it's like riding a bike or even driving a car. Nobody's perfect at, at, at these, at either of these, these mechanics. The first, not time. at first. Nope. Not at first trial and error, trial and error, you know? Right. So I absolutely agree. I, I think about it as riding a bike and, 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 you know, saying I, I should have, you know, I should have gotten on that bike, you know, even if I tipped over. So um, anyway, th- that's it for uh, the last of the nice guys podcast. I'd like to say thank you for your time. The last of the nice guys follow like and subscribe on Twitter and Instagram at last nice guys, facebook.com slash last nice guys or email last of the nice guys at yahoo.com this is an audio production of vibe revelation studios the cure for your common day vibe